All right, Patriots Nation, I have been saying this for the last couple days on Twitter, on Instagram. You need to live by these two words. Be patient. Be patient. I get it. Instant gratification. That's what we want. We want moves right away. We want the big splash. But you just have to be patient. Free agency has opened up and it's got everybody losing their fucking minds. Reports are here left and right. Everything's thrown out there. You're seeing other teams make moves. You're seeing big splash names getting big bags of money. You see the Patriots kind of sitting off to the side being like, what are they going to do? I said, be patient, people. Be patient. And trust me, trust me, I'm with you. Spend the money. Look at what the AFC East is doing. Spend the money. You need to regroup because I still feel at the end of the day, this team is competitive. And their defense, like you don't have to do anything to the defense. It's the offense. I get you. I hear you. But remember this. You got to work with what you got, which is Mac Jones. Got to play to his strengths. And I will say this before I dive in. I'm going to rant and rave and go all over the place. Remember this, people. Belichick gets the credit, but is it Bill O'Brien pulling the trigger on these moves? First and foremost, today's episode is episode 20, Babs on the Mic, brought to you by KM All Star Sports Store, located at Foxwoods Tanger Outlets. Check out KM All Star Sports Store to go get your new jersey, Juju Smith Schuster. Juju Smith Schuster is a New England Patriot. And guys, I have, I I appreciate everybody who's wrote uh, wrote out questions to me because we're gonna get into that at the very end. I'm gonna go through it quick, so I've already kind of read them. So you, I'm probably gonna answer your questions as we go on this journey. So we're riding the wave here. Juju Smith Schuster, a terrific signing. Here's the thing. Let's kind of backtrack because every person I'm gonna talk about is gonna have A and B. Like you're gonna talk about player A, and then I'm gonna talk about player B. Player B in this situation is Jacoby Myers. The writing was on the wall, people. Like, it was, oh, Jacoby was the second best wide receiver out there. He's seeking about 12 to 15 million. Jacoby signs with the Las Vegas Raiders, gets 11 million, 33 million for the three years, so 11 million per year. And then everyone's up in arms. Oh, why didn't the Patriots match? I wasn't up in arms. Like, this is why I have to hold off in doing these. Like, I would love to do. A, a, a podcast every single day to give you my reaction. If you want my instant reactions, follow me, Babs on the Mic on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. That's where you're going to see it. But yeah, I know you want to hear my voice and hear what I got to say. When Jacoby Myers went to the Raiders, I saw that and said, that's fine. There's no way they should pay him $11 million over the three years and have $33 million in total. And I held off because I said the words, be patient. So instead of giving Jacoby Myers $33 million, you give it to Juju Smith-Schuster. Juju is an upgrade from Jacoby Myers. And people can come out here and say, oh, well, Juju's mid and Juju isn't that good. For $33 million, if you have $33 million, you can either take player A or player B. And player A is Jacoby and player B is Juju. You're taking player B. You're taking Juju. You know what was surprising? 
Because you start looking at the stats, right? I'm not a stat nerd. I know everybody. I know plenty of people out there know football way better than I do. But then you start looking at it because Juju's only 26 years old. Let me let me pull this up here. A couple stats to probably get you guys going. Juju, yeah, his best season. Sophomore season, 2018 in Pittsburgh. 1,400 yards. He had seven touchdowns. Last year in Kansas City, he was only 70 yards shy of 1,000 yards. Like, it would take Jacoby Myers 120 catches to probably get 1,000 yards. It's all about the yards after the catch. That's what's going to bring you. I saw some people on Patriots Nation. I, I read your comments out there saying the best thing about Juju Smith is going to help your third down efficiency and red zone. Somebody that you can trust to catch it on something short to extend a play, get a first down. That's what Juju's in here for. And I'm a guy that wants it. I want to. I want a scorer. It took it took two years for Jacoby to finally get his first touchdown. He had to get it from Brian Hoyer last year. He had six touchdowns. Right? Great. But like they had, like they had nobody. Bourne was in the doghouse. Parker's hurt. Thornton's hurt. Jacoby was their main guy. Of course, he's going to have that kind of production. Look at some of the production that Juju had. In Pittsburgh, seven touchdowns, seven touchdowns, three touchdowns, nine touchdowns. Last year, he had three chipped in there. I am going to say this. Juju ain't your number one. Juju Smith is not the number one. Like this, to me, when I saw the signing, because, again, people, people, be patient. You hear that? Let it breathe, people, because we're just instant reaction. I get it. I feel you. I'm the same way. You you react one way, and then five minutes later, it changes. Be patient, because I agree. Juju Smith is not your number one. This is what is great. I am about to say something and take back something, because I was wrong. I was wrong, because I'll say something. I'm going to stick with it, because I'm stubborn, but over the weeks... People talk to me in person. I had talked, you know, earlier with uh, a Bransfield, buddy Bransfield, and he we're talking, sitting down, and goes, "Listen, bringing Juju in and replacing Myers, it's you still have an issue on your team. Juju cannot be the number one because Myers was pretty much your number one. He's going to draw the double coverage, and you're still in the same spot with because you still have the same receivers. So I said this: DeAndre Hopkins does not move the needle for me." And now he does move the needle, and I do want DeAndre Hopkins. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. DeAndre Hopkins, I think people are going to expect DeAndre Hopkins to come in and instantly provide an impact himself. Like, he's going to be the major spark of the offense. But the way I'm seeing DeAndre Hopkins in this type of situation is he's just going to draw the extra man. He's just going to play double-covered. He might not blow up the stat line. But now if he's on your team, Juju will be successful. Kendrick Bourne will be successful. Tyquan Thornton will be successful. Devontae Parker will be successful. So, yes, the Patriots still need to add a true number one. And I'm looking at it only for the sake of drawing that double coverage to free up these other receivers that they have that I think are very talented, that can make a difference, which two of them, become free agents in 2024 that are going to want to succeed, I think the Patriots still need to make a splash. 
whether that's DeAndre Hopkins, is Jerry Judy Jerry Judy a true number one? I don't think so. Like I I I want them to make that trade. I think that if we be patient, it will happen. So now I am on Team DeAndre Hopkins for that sake. But I'm not. I'm someone that's not gonna get my hopes up either. I just feel like what you did with Juju and adding Juju Smith, it's not the end of adding to your wide receivers. Because when you look at across the board, I agree with you people. Juju Smith, Kendrick Bourne, Devontae Parker, like they're not true number ones. They're complimentary pieces. So you do need to go out there and find that number one. Now, will I be upset if this is what your wide receiver core is? And they go into the draft and maybe use a 14th overall pick on a wide receiver, use a second round pick. I won't be mad. Because it depends on how else the offense shapes up. And we'll get into that in a couple minutes. So again, you got you to gotta be patient. It was definitely a step in the right direction. You know, Yesterday, you're complaining about Jacoby Myers signing with the Raiders. The next day, you're, you're pretty happy that Juju's there. TikTok boy. He's a TikTok man now. He's not a TikTok boy anymore. TikTok man. He's on the New England Patriots. And I still feel it's a, a three-year deal. They obviously see something out of him. 26 years old. Going to have a three-year deal in New England. Going to be coached with Bill Belichick and Bill O'Brien. He should know that this is the opportunity for him to make that money. I'm going to tell you this. I know that Juju was living off of that sophomore season in 2018. Then he went into 2019. And Juju wanted to get paid. He went out there. Free agency. COVID. He had to take a one-year deal with Pittsburgh. Then he didn't do much. He got hurt. He's got to take a small deal with Kansas City. The great thing about Juju Smith is this. He's proven what his peak could be. He went to Kansas City and got a ring. So now what's set in his mind and what Juju's mind is this. is money. It's money. A three-year, $33 million deal is going to look like highway robbery when this guy is very productive, does his three years here, and goes off and gets paid somewhere else. Bill's fine with that. Come do all your production here and go get paid. Because at 29 years old, into going to 30 years old, and if he has the level of production that he can do here in New England, again, a complimentary piece. I don't see him as a true number number one wide receiver. This guy could get paid. It's about the Benjamins now for him. You're not ring chasing in New England. You're not ring chasing. It used to be ring chasing New England, right? It ain't ring chasing. It's put the work in so I can get the bag elsewhere. But in the meantime, doing that can make the Patriots get back up to speed and get back into title contention. Say that. Title contention. So I'm, I'm all for the Juju signing with the sake That they're not done yet on the offense. And let's continue talking about the offense. Because the offense is obviously the biggest need. So the start free agency, the start the week, right away, boom, Jonu Smith traded to the Atlanta Falcons for a seventh round pick. Now, maybe that might work out for Atlanta. Jonu Smith and Kyle Pitts, you see the names. But we just saw two names like that for two years, Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith, and never panned out. I'm going to go back and say this. It just never worked out in New England. I had that rant back in December on one of these episodes about I'm done with John o. Smith. He fucking sucks. I'm done with this. I'm done. I gave him 
I gave him another year and he just doesn't prove anything to me. I just truly feel I don't want to blame him himself. I just feel that they were in such a weird spot coming into 2021 where Cam Newton and Jarrett Stidham were your quarterbacks at the time of free agency. And I feel like that not enough people in the beat and not enough of the fan base kind of goes back and thinks about it because Mac Jones wasn't even a thought yet. You were not guaranteed to get Mac Jones in 2021. So I've always said this and I stick with it. Hunter Henry was a Jared Stidham pick. Jonu Smith was a Cam Newton pick. Those were your two quarterbacks. Those were the guys that they were going to duel it out in, 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 in training. And OTAs and all that. Preseason. It never happened. Pats have the 15th overall pick. Guess what? Mac Jones gets drafted. The rest is history of where we are right now. And who had the more productive season that year? It was Hunter Henry. Because, again, I've said this. I've said this in the past so many times. Mac Jones is closer to Jared Stidham than he is to Cam Newton in terms of play style. Hunter Henry succeeded. John O. Smith didn't because that's the, that's the way they're going to go. Because if Cam Newton, I bet if Cam Newton was your starter in 2021, John O. Smith probably would have looked a little bit better. And maybe Hunter Henry would have been lost. Just keep that in mind when it comes to John O. Smith. Everyone's going to bash the Patriots for a bad signing. They spent the money. But you need to understand that these guys that were brought in free agency in 2021 – for offense, Mac Jones was not the quarterback at the time. Last year, in 2022, going into that season, into free agency, now you know that Mac Jones is your guy. And here's the pieces we're going to try to put around him to build up on that. And at the same time, you knew you didn't really have an offensive coordinator. And that's why we're so frustrated because it's like you felt like you lost a year with Mac Jones. I just feel that what they did on Wednesday... Was it March 15th? It was a successful day for offense. So let's talk about the tight ends again. Like you got John O. Smith, you trade him away. I'm sorry, did not work out. And and for Bill O'Brien's sake, because Bill O'Brien's the one who's pulling these triggers. I'm sorry, John O. just did not work out here. We're going to move in a different direction. So now, John O. Smith's out. He's with Kyle Pitts. He's in Atlanta. The rumors are starting to swirl Wednesday night. Mike Gusecki, former Dolphin, free agent. Are they going to go after? Are they going to go after Gusecki? A little tidbit here that when Bill O'Brien was at Penn State and was the head coach, he recruited Mike Gusecki to go to Penn State. So he already has kind of his hands with Mike, kind of knows what he can provide. And I think that Bill O'Brien doesn't want to shy away from the two tight end set. I think it's let's get rid of that cap number off of Jonu Smith. We'll bring somebody in that can be cheaper, but can do exactly what I want to do. And the rumor comes out because Mike Gusecki is following the Patriots and the, and then you got Mac Jones following Mike Gusecki and following all these new additions that they have. And, you know, it's the social media. Social media is a big deal. That's why I like it. Like these moves out there that liking and unliking and commenting and following, it does mean something. It does have meaning to it. So, if Mike Gusecki comes in, look, and at the end of the day, even if there's a, a rumor that and he doesn't come, they're going to add another tight end. Like, they want a complimentary piece to Hunter Henry. And I still feel, 
if Mike Gusecki, if this is true, and he comes, like, you're, you're not done on that offense. I still go back to what we talked about with Juju, and you still need a, a true num- number one wide receiver. But let's say for the fact, again, be patient, people. You land Mike Gusecki on Thursday or Friday. You land DeAndre Hopkins. That's a successful offense that you are building. Yes, it's on paper. And yes, Babs, we have to go through training camp. And we have to go through the preseason. We have to. I'm not worried about that. Because we have the right offensive coordinator to package it together. And again, when we go to Mac Jones, I'm telling you right now, the Mac Jones versus Bailey Zappi thing is going to heat up. It's going to start. I'm going to repeat this almost every other podcast we do just to keep reminding you because when it does happen, he's like, fucking Bab said this. It's going to stir up because the offense is going to look good. That, yes, Bailey Zappi can go in there and look successful when it happens in training camp, when it happens in preseason. And the pressure is going to be on Mac Jones. And I think that he's going to get over that hump in year three. Year three, like Rune Dog says, year three is the year you find out what you have in your quarterback. So surround him with the talent while he's still on his rookie deal. Now, the problem with that, and it's going to pull me into my next topic, with is the running backs. And Bill Belichick has done this time and time again where he devalues players. So in the sense of they're coming up on their contract year, now we're going to push him down. We don't want him to succeed because we want him back and we can get him back cheaper. Kind of similar like maybe a Malcolm Butler benching, like everyone's still up in arms about that, but hey, he's going to become a free agent. Like maybe he thought he if he gets benched, he could try to get him back for a cheaper deal. Damian Harris. Damian Harris kind of got pushed down knowing that he's going to become a free agent. And with the running backs that are getting paid right now, I'd be furious if I'm Damian Harris because his value got decreased over the year. It wasn't used because Bill knew. He's like, I'm going to push him down because now that the Patriots added James Robinson, two years, $8 million deal, right? That's your replacement for Damian Harris. That's your replacement for James White. Like it's Ramadre Stevenson, James Robinson, and don't forget about Ty Montgomery too. Still in the Patriots. First one to score a touchdown last season. With Mac Jones. And the point where I'm trying to make is here. I It would not shock me if Damian Harris was offered a two-year, $8 million deal. The same exact deal. And Damian looked at that and said, no, I'm worth more. And Patriots said, okay. And they went and got James Robinson. Like, it would not shock me if that ever came out like that. Because that's what they do. They'll make you the offer. You say no, they'll move on. That's just Bill. I know that. So the point of my story here is when you look at the quarterback market and what these guys are getting paid, keep this in the back of your mind, people, because Mac Jones is on a rookie deal. It's year three. You get five years with him. Mac Jones has a successful season. I'm talking a real successful season. What's Mac going to do? Is Mac going to be someone that goes into next offseason? Start saying, I want to get paid. I want to sign an extension. I want to get paid, paid. It's possible. I hope that when that time comes, it's not ugly. And it's Bill kind of pushing back on Mac saying, well, we can just replace you with Bailey. Like, 
there is going to be more that eventually comes from this at somehow. Not everything's going to be all roses. Yes, I, I do want to deal with the now and the current and be successful, win games. But you do have to look at that looming future that it could get a little bit messy if Mac Jones has a successful season and wants an extension and Bill wants to put his foot down and say, no, don't want to pay you. We'll just go with Bailey Zappi. And it could happen. It could happen. Just These are thoughts that you have to put in your head and think about going forward. But again, to reiterate, to recap, Juju Smith, the possible addition of Mike Gusecki, James Robinson, other additions. They had some O-line additions. You're adding depth at the position. You're going to figure out in training camp, have a little competition. Are they going to get rid of Trent Brown? There's a possibility they can save $10 million in the cap if you get rid of Trent Brown. You have Devin McCourty. I, I, we didn't talk about this, but he retired. I kind of brushed by that over the weekend. Um, I mean, I felt like it was already kind of known. I mean, we, Slater came back. You have somebody there to be a voice. I, it would have been nice to have McCourty maybe one more year, but the time is up. And here's one of the things that got mentioned was Jalen Mills just tweeted out and said, just remember, I was not, I was a safety because everyone said, how do you replace Devin McCourty? It's Jalen Mills like, hello. Like, that's why I was here originally. And because Devin McCourty stayed in like 2020 and and he kept coming back and, and kept playing, they stuck Mills at corner because they had to figure it out. Once you lost J.C. Jackson, you lose Gilmore. Like, it was just kind of like, fuck, like, we have to figure this out. Now... Jalen Mills was signed to be the safety. You got Kyle Duggar in the process as well, too. That's a good one-two punch there. Your cornerbacks, you need to get a true cornerback. So when we talk about the NFL draft, are we looking at free agency? If we're looking at trades, I still think they need help at the cornerback's position to get a true number one. I believe Jack Jones is going to emerge as a good number one corner. And I think that there was a little hiccup at the at the end of the season between Bill and Jack Jones. I think they wanted to rush Jack Jones back in and Jack was just like, "Hey, I'm not going to I'm not going to rush back in." Cuz Jack proved during the season that he is he's worth something on that team. And I think he put his foot down and the suspension was probably more disciplinary in terms of you're not listening to us, we're telling you to do something. And I I think from what I heard is just water under the bridge like you're just going to move on. Jack is getting ready for next season. But I still feel like the defense doesn't need to be retooled too much. Just get a true number one corner, whether that's the 14th overall pick, whether that's in the second round, whether that's looking at free agency, whether that's looking at a trade. I still feel that they need one more piece back there to complete everything. That's what's actually great about this offseason right now is you don't have to worry on the defense as much as what you're doing on the offense, which I think was a successful Wednesday and you have to start looking at your special team soon. And I think Bill's just going to take his time with it. You release Jake Bailey, which is a big deal. You signed him to a, a, a pretty big contract for a punter. And then he sucks. He cut ties. I feel like Bill's just going to find the right guy. And you'll, you'll get some weird, weird name person. Like, I don't think he's going to go for anything flashy. He'll find it out there. I think you also have to look up at the kicker situation. Folk's going to be there to compete. They got to bring somebody in to compete with Folk. I don't think I'm too worried about that. I think Bill will figure that figure that out. But again, 
you have know that you know that your offense needs to be worked at. They're doing it. Be patient, people. Give it time. I want to talk about and bring this into the next like level here because in terms of this, I told you how you already know what you have on defense. You have to work on your offense. Let's take a look into Las Vegas Patriots. Oh, I mean the Las Vegas Raiders. Excuse me. Because the Las Vegas Raiders are on the flip side. The Raiders need more help on their defense than they do offense. And it looks like they're adding offensive players. Like, yeah, they franchise tag Josh Jacobs. They went out and got Jimmy Garoppolo. We'll get in that in a second. They go out and get um, Jacoby Myers. Like, like, they cut ties with Darren Waller and trade him away. You think they should have been going out and, and being aggressive? And getting defensive players. So it just shows you that. What the what the Patriots are doing. They're targeting it the right way. Whereas these guys that came from New England. Ziegler. McDaniels. They're, they're doing it like the opposite way. It's, it's a bad time to be a Raiders fan right now. And I'm not trying to be salt in the wounds. Because Jared Stidham ain't a Raider anymore. I'm just. I'm just. You look at it. I got Raiders fans that are close to me. And we talk about it. And they're just upset at that. I mean. I feel like they fumbled that quarterback situation completely. And this isn't, even, again, nothing to do with Stidham, but you go from Derek Carr, you push him out the door. Josh McDaniels, push him out the door. They were banking on Tom Brady. Can't get Tom Brady. They probably were going after Aaron Rodgers. Cost too much. You got to settle for Jimmy Garoppolo. I feel like they're just settling. And um, the important part of talking about the Las Vegas Raiders slash Patriots is because I was looking at their roster tonight. There's like 10 players on that team that are former Patriots. 20% of their team is the New England Patriots. And the importance of talking about the Las Vegas Raiders is about Josh McDaniels as a whole. Because I feel of what they've done this offseason now, he's on a short leash as a head coach. Because it's inevitable that Jimmy Garoppolo is probably going to get hurt at the beginning of the season. Jimmy Garoppolo is a game manager. And Jimmy Garoppolo has a fantastic win-loss record. But it's because of his stout defense that has carried him to multiple NFC title games. To a Super Bowl. He was a game manager. GRD even said this. He had guys like Kittle and Debo Samuel and Ayuk. And he couldn't even get them to get the pad their stats. Like, he, he couldn't do it. So... Point of the story is, just keep an eye on the Josh McDaniels radar. Because there is a possibility that he's going to lose his job and might have to come crawling back to the Patriots, and he ain't going to be the offensive coordinator. They'll throw some offensive assistant type of type of role for him if that happens. Because I'll tell you this, if McDaniels loses his job in Las Vegas, he's got nowhere to go. No team's going to take the risk on him. He already fucked it up in Denver, he's, and he's, he's fucking it up now in Las Vegas. Uh, that car situation, when Derek Carr signed with New Orleans, I thought that was the most perfect fit for him. I think Derek Carr is going to get the last laugh. I truly think that. And just speaking of, obviously, Las Vegas Raiders transactions, Jared Stidham, a free agent, signed pretty quickly to the Denver Broncos for a two-year deal. Worth up to $10 million, $5 million guaranteed, to back up Russell Wilson. So the propaganda is going to begin again. Russell Wilson, I mean, I think Jared Stidham has a better chance of taking over the franchise 
than he did in in Las Vegas because Russell Wilson, man, had a terrible year last year. And they paid him all that money. It's a tough situation to be Russell Wilson. All I know is Sean Payton's coming in as a head coach. Sean Payton, who is somebody that uh, a lot of franchises would love to have as their head coach, sought after, Super Bowl champion, really appreciated in the football community. What was Sean Payton's first quarterback move as head coach of Denver Broncos? He went after Jared Stidham. He sees something out of him. He's a little bit worth something. Is Jared Stidham a franchise quarterback? We'll find out. We'll find out. There's still time, people. Be patient. That's the key word today. Be patient. Be patient. And just guess what happens next year. The Patriots go into Denver and they play in Denver. I think I'll be there next year. I'll say this. I'm going to tell this. I, I will open up the curtain for people out there that do listen to this. I mean, I have built a great relationship with Jared Stidham. I consider him a very close friend of mine. I'm able to talk and have certain conversations that not much is said to me, but just friendly, like getting to learn more about the game of football behind the scenes in certain ways of how a quarterback prepares for game days. And this and that's just interesting. And I'll say this. I will put this out there. I got a little FaceTime on Tuesday, Tuesday around lunchtime. And it was Jarrett. I was with my family, was with Michelle, was with the twins. And he broke the news to me before it hit the wire. He said, I got to let you know first, I'm going to Denver. So I, I appreciated that. And I, you know, what am I going to do? I'm not going to go out there and spread the word or anything like that. It's not my time or place to do that. And I thought that was awesome. I support it. I will be buying an orange Denver Broncos jersey later this year at some point. I'm going to support Stidham. I hope to go out there for the preseason. I'm riding that wave to just watch a guy start from the from the ground up, from a rookie, and continue his progress and see that. Because I'm saying this to I said this to him on the phone, and I'm saying it to you. Think of these names that Jared Stidham has been around and is going to be around. Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels, Tom Brady, Cam Newton, Derek Carr. Now he's going to Sean Payton, Russell Wilson, Peyton Manning, John Elway. Those guys that are part of that Denver Broncos community that he's going to be around. A lot of great football minds. So that's why I say he has an interesting story and that's why I like it. And it's going to build up to be something one day. All right. 30 minute mark. Thank you for getting this far for all my rants. Let me do this. And I'm going to do questions real quick. So let's go through the questions. I appreciate everybody writing the questions. If I go in and out, it's because I'm moving my phone, trying to read it. I'm going to try to go through these quick. It's going to kind of recap what I've already probably talked about at the beginning of this podcast, but it doesn't mind going back. Here we go. NJ Sylvia, Silva, 01. Who would you rather have, Jerry Judy or D-Hop? So I personally would rather have Jerry Judy only in the sense that he's younger. He knows Mac Jones. They have a little relationship with each other already. And that's just someone that's young that's going to want to be hungry to keep going. I just look at DeAndre Hopkins as Hopkins is a beast. And maybe it's because I don't know his game that well, I guess. I just I just feel like he's on the other side of the hill right now. Whereas Jerry Judy's climbing up that hill. Hopkins is already at the peak coming down of the hill. Does that make sense? 
I'm not going to be negative if DeAndre Hopkins, I've said this, I'm not going to be negative if DeAndre Hopkins comes to the New England Patriots. I'll support it 100%. I just feel that. But I do feel this way. I said you need to get a true number one wide receiver, and I don't think it's Jerry Judy. I feel like you just have a bunch of similar talent between Parker, Judy, Juju, Bourne, Thornton. A good cast of receivers, but I just feel like it's, but again, Bill O'Brien offense and let him figure that out. Apollo underscore 247 is Juju an upgrade slash wide receiver one. And I think going back to the answer is not a wide receiver one. He's a complimentary piece, but he is an upgrade from Jacoby Myers. IMO. That means in my opinion. And again, Hade 3R, would you have rather Jacoby or Juju for the same price? And I again, I will go back. It's the same price, people. And I'm sure some of you would rather have Jacoby Myers, and maybe it's just because of his story and the undrafted. Like, good for him. Like, good for him to be someone that's undrafted, to work your way up, and, and to make money. Like, that's what you want to do. It's a business. And it is kind of cold. Like, I, I saw Jacoby a little upset in Twitter. He had a big thank you to Patriots Nation as he puts the thank you out. It's the same time that Juju gets signed. Maybe it's just bad timing. I don't feel like Jacoby had any bad, uh, you know, fallouts with the New England Patriots at the end. I think he was very professional of what he's done here. But he's just one of these guys that you're in this transition of getting out of the Tom Brady era and getting into this Mac Jones era in full throttle. Just like Damian Harris. Same thing. It's so part of that transition period. And we thank him for that. And it's somebody that people in New England are still going to be happy that Jacoby had his had a, a start in New England as he continues his journey in football. Uh, oh, I had a good one here earlier. Like, you know, XD Garethy says, what do we do at 14? I think that at 14, it's really up in the air right now. You're going to take the best player available. That's what Bill Belichick will do. I think we have to still go through more free agency before we really dive into the draft. I'm going to wait on that. Someone had a good one. I saw this earlier. Oh, Oh, okay. So here's a couple of them. I mean, like Joe Bouchard, 223, and Gary Palumbo. They're talking about the Packers and Rodgers. Like Joe says, now that the Rodgers is officially going to the Jets, says awake the Patriots up. Kind of does. I felt like today the Rodgers news kind of dropped first. Then you get the Juju signing. You get the James Robinson signing. You get the rumors about Mike Gusecki coming. I mean, someone else said this. Uh, like, oh, Miss underscore Courtney Jean, the Jets might finally beat us. Uh, like, let's be real here. Rant on this one. The Patriots are going to be the worst team in the division on paper. Without a doubt. I'll make my jokes and I'll I'll be I'll be I'll be the one guys like you know when when September comes I'm gonna be there and say like the Patriots are gonna do this. But they have a tall task. They've been owned by Buffalo these last few years. You can't beat Tua for some reason. And now you have Aaron Rodgers in your division as well. Like there is a legitimate shot they could go 0 and six in the division. But I trust the Patriots defense. Like, I just trust this offense enough to go from whatever they ranked at 25th to even get up to 10. Like, I can I can see a jump like that. Mac Jones, mistake-free football. Do not turn it over. And I feel like this defense is so stout because they've been on the field a fuck ton too much sometimes. They can hold this together. They can win football games. 
at this point, you kind of it's an unknown. Like the floor is five wins with this with the Patriots that they have right now because it's just such an unknown. And I don't want to do that because of coaching. Like you have Belichick, that's enough to win these against these crappy teams. What they just did last year, they won eight games with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, essentially your play callers. And now you're getting a legitimate offensive guru and you're adding pieces already to start getting your team back up to speed on offense. So, I mean, maybe their floor shouldn't be five wins. Their floor should be, it should be the eight-win mark. You can't get any worse than last year, right? You can't get any worse. Like, in tw- like it's crazy. Their team last year was just, like, worse offensively statistically, I think, than, like, the 2020 Pats. But you just, you can't get worse than that. There's still going to be bad teams. They're going to take advantage. These injuries happen throughout the league. The league's always changing and altering. I think their ceiling is 10 to 11 wins, and I think the floor is 8. I think it's just going to be right there in the middle of the pack. You got to just think about some of those games that they let go this past season. We're not going to sit here and go back in every single one of them, but just think that they could have been a 9 to 10 win team this year with bad coaching. With their injuries piled up as well, too. Uh, Arib Malik. Juju is an upgrade over Meyer, but he's not a number one. Which, again, I, I agree with that stance. Juju's not a true number one wide receiver. He shouldn't have be brought in here to be the number one. That's why I say be patient. Be patient. But again, I'm not going to get all frustrated. If you don't get that number one, they're going to just trust I say, in Bill we trust. It's going to be in Bill O'Brien we trust. That's what it's going to end up being. Uh, ooh. You guys, a lot of questions, and I'm just, I feel like I talked about all this, and I don't want to keep going back. It's a lot of the same thing. I'm going to kind of leave it at that. Um, what are we at for time? 38 minutes is perfect. I like to get it right at the 40-minute mark. I'm going to end it on this. I will probably come back with the next couple days because there is going to be more moves to be made. I appreciate everybody who has subscribed, who's listens to this. Give me the feedback. Leave a review. DM me. They're open. We can talk. Last but not least, let's get into a little gambling. I posted about it uh, like last week, how Massachusetts was getting gambling. It's been awesome. I've been riding my free bets. I've been uh, up and down here and there. I've already cashed out once, made some money. Like, it felt good. NCAA tourney is here. I don't know dick about college basketball. But because sports gambling was legalized, I got to listen to a ton of those conference championship games. Kind of get that last-second insight. I'm looking at it this way. I already put the 100 bucks down from my free bets, turned into real money, put it on Alabama to win it all. They're plus 650. I think with the Houston... Cougars losing to Memphis, which, by the way, I think Memphis is sneaky. I'm telling you right now, I think Memphis wins on Friday. They'll match up against Purdue on Sunday. I think they will beat Purdue. I am waiting for that line to come out. I just want to smash it. I I feel like it's going to come. I have to kind of wait for it to happen. Uh, but other than that, I mean, I've, I it's been awesome to uh, see everyone else's bets in the gambling community now and just having fun. The Bruins have gone on such a cold streak. They're fucking selling because they, they probably know everyone's throwing money on them. 
The Celtics have been up and down these last couple days because of the gambling. And it makes you start really paying attention to what's going on. So it's been fun the last few days. It's been very entertaining to be able to do it now at the comfort of your own home, on your phone. I know some of you have probably already had it available. But it's it was the best timing is to take advantage of those free bets. They're probably mostly done now. You can sign up. DraftKings, you put down 5 bucks, you get $200 in bonus bets. Like it's If you haven't done it yet, it's, 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 it's fun for the next couple weeks especially with the NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs coming around too. And then when football season comes, oh baby, the Babs parlay of the day will be back in action. That's episode 20, Babs on the mic. I appreciate it. I'm out. Take care. Be patient, Patriots Nation. Be patient.